This one. This is episode 310, Life in the Fast Lane, number 14. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And we are going to do things in a different, I'm, I'm mixing things up because every time we do a Life in the Fast Lane, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I don't know if it's because we're doing a different order or what. We're doing something brand new. Joe doesn't even know. This I might don't know. Go, I was about to say, yeah. This might go terribly. Also, by the way, I'm holding the Fast 10 cards that we got from yeah. MC. I don't think we talked about it on here. There's a Dante card. Oh, yeah, we just found out that there's a Dante card. So somebody, we opened, like, 15 yeah. packs. We got one Domino Dante. Yeah, and we didn't even get a Dom in our packs. You got no, it from Heather. Heather got one. I mean, yeah, collectively, like, all of the packs that we opened, we got one Domino Dante. People are selling for, like, $250 on eBay. It's crazy. And, they like, I think, what didn't somebody make, like, a fake print of them or something? There was, like, some other pack that we saw on eBay but yeah, we assumed that there was what, like, Dom would be 10. It was like nine regulars and then a Dom. No, there 10. aren't. There are 10 what? regulars, and then we thought Dom might be the extra. But there's 12. There's 10 and then the two rare ones. The the Dom the Dom and the Dante are both of nine ninety nine. So, you know, I don't know if this was only for AMC IMAX. I don't know if this was every AMC. I don't know if any other theaters got these. I don't think any, I think it, it was, was AMC, AMC IMAX, thing. I think, specifically. But I like think that was I, like part of the deal. I imagine if any of our listeners got either a Dom or Dante, they would have at least mentioned to us that they got one. So, like, I don't know anybody who got, you know what I mean? So it's it's wild. Oh, and we also found out because somehow we, like, looked on eBay and somebody was like, heavy packs or something, right? They're or was cut differently. It, the width yeah. is different. We're like, no, they're not. Yeah, like... Only the one that we noticed that was shorter was Jacob. And now that you yeah. you have the Dom, right? It's mm-hmm. not, like, wider. Mm-mm. Okay, so that person was lying. Total scam. Yeah. Anyway, Joe, I think... Get ready for this. I what? think we start with the minute. We start with the minute? I think we that start with the me. minute. I want to try to start with the minute. Minute 89. You really do owe me, man. You really do... Us. Suki says you owe us, all right? Yo, Rom, you there, man? Come in. What's up, man? And hey, it looks like we got just one more trick left, huh? My pleasure, buddy. Let's do it, baby. Hey, we should grab Rome while we still can. No, not yet. What? You lost them? Shit. Those little pricks are running. It's your call. What do you want to do? We're going to take him down. He is not leaving here. Join the ride? Man, it's a fast call, huh? <laughs> it's a classic, old school, American muscle. <laughs> man, this car can do all kind of things, man. Want to see? <laughs> Check us out right here, homie. What are you doing, man? So in this minute, we see Tej and Suki getting busted, which we saw in the last minute, as Tej and Brian finish their phone call about debts owed. Brian and Roman talk to one another via walkie-talkie, hinting at one more trick left. On a rooftop, a cop we don't know asks Bilkins if they should grab Verone. Bilkins says no. In the field, Markham gets word that Bilkins lost Brian and Roman. Thinking they're running, he decides to make a move to ensure they don't lose Verone. Back in Roman's car, Roman talks a whole lot before unbuckling Roberto's seatbelt and slamming Roberto's head into the dashboard four times as the minute ends. 
And even though it feels like we're jumping around from location to location this minute in a way that we haven't for a while, where the the action is ramping back up. Yes. Nothing really happens. It's just like, hey, these people are in this place. 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 And my, my the only question I had in my mind while watching this minute is, is Ejecto Cito Cuz this minute or the next minute? Because I didn't Same. know where the I split really, was. I agree. Yes. And also for me, like they're in a bunch of different locations, but none of them are distinct and there's no signage anywhere to give me any type of help of where they are. Like, I wish I knew where this rooftop was. There's no way to figure that out. Absolutely. Like, without Miami like, rooftop, knowing. Miami yes. field. Miami road in a car. Near water. And there's, like, one speed limit sign. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's not going to help me at all. Yeah. And, like, we've had actually, this isn't the same thing like we have with the scramble or other things. Like, there's been stuff going on. So it's not like this is, like, I think we're, like, in a pretty okay, like, section of minutes right now. It's just that, like, I agree. for how many things, how many different locations we are, how many characters there are. Like, IMDb does not list Unnamed like, these, cop. these cops. Yeah, like, yeah. I have no idea. And, like, he, you know, it's just a dude with, like, kind of red-ish hair, slick back. He's got a cop-like mustache. He's got a lanyard around his neck. But, like, it's just a dude who's just, like... What is this line? Hey, we should grab Verone while we still can. And Bilkins goes, no, not yet. And I, I, my my only real question of this minute is, do you think he's yelling because he's upset or because there's a helicopter right there? I think it's helicopter noise. Because if you've been around a helicopter that's anywhere close to you, you can't hear shit. Because he's like yelling in a way that I'm like, Bilkins, dude, it's going to be no. okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't interpret it that way at all. It really, for me, was just like, he can't hear. As someone who who notoriously can't hear and has their TV up all the way all the I time, can that. yeah, I, it's it's more of that. I don't know if we ever said it here, but like when when I come hang out and like you go to the bathroom, I will like 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 turn the TV down a couple notches just to see if like you notice. And like sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I'm just like I need to like this is so loud. It's so loud. It, always super loud. Yes, I yell all the time. Rachel tells me about it. I can't hear anything that's a low noise, but I'm very good at picking up what song is playing in the background at a restaurant. Well, so speaking of songs playing in this minute, I think the song is still Tej and Suki praised by David Arnold from the score, but it kind of sounds like the beginning of a Led Zeppelin song with like that, the dong, 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 like the, the drums. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is a new song, but like the next song that's on the score is a different song. And it's about like whatever happens next. It's about like Monica betrays Carter or something like some like really specific, you know, song title like that. But I'm just like, all right. So like, we're just like in the kind of like groovy, funky baseline rhythm section of this past song. Yeah. Yeah. There was a new helicopter and I found the tail number and I was cool. like, cool, I can find the tail number. Nowhere to be found. Like, searching for the... Does that mean number. the helicopter no longer exists? What does that mean? Do you know? Or maybe it, like, decommissioned before they kept the online records of these flight tracker things. Like, it never, like, got sold and worked okay. after that. So I was disappointed in that because usually I can at least, like, find the helicopter where it is if, if it was decommissioned. But I think it, you know, this movie came out in, what, 2003? Mm-hmm. So, like... Maybe it's like 2005 cutoff or something. It's my, this might have been its one last ride. It Ooh. might have been. It's one day away from retirement. Helicopter's yeah. about to get killed. Exactly. Actually, speaking of IMDb, I was going to bring this up later, but like, it's never going to make sense later in the episode. But I was looking on IMDb for a thing that I'm writing for 1999, the podcast, and I couldn't find it. But I found something else that is on every IMDb page, which is compared to the name of it, 
very boring, but I love the name of it so much, and I want to bring it up. There okay. is a thing for every movie on IMDb, one of the like explore more topics called, are you ready for it? Crazy Credits. Crazy Credits. Okay. Crazy Credits, which feels like a placeholder name that should not be the official name of whatever this is. And I'm No, like, or it should be, okay, let me guess what it is right now. It's okay. like, like somebody that gets a credit on this movie that's like connected to a bunch of other movies or like a Nepo baby or something like this is what I would guess crazy credits is because I will I will tell you it's not that but I will tell you it is user submitted so it's not like like it's just like you can there's like the helpful and not just like trivia like people can upvote or downvote um it's not that what I thought it was was like similar but a little bit different or it's like this movie has a monkey wrangler. It's like, or like a, you know, just like some that like, would be weird... fun too. But like, remember, like when we did the first one, we were like, oh, Paul Walker's dad was like yep. a firearms consultant yep. on the movie. That's where that should go in my mind. It's not. What it's is neither it? of those things? What it is, and I don't like it. It kind of makes sense, and also makes absolutely no sense. It's just things in the credits that are like decorations or or styles. So like and what's what's weird oh, is so that Oh, so like in the first one like all the cartoony shits at mm -hmm. the end. And so but like, like how do you re you just like it has cartoony car shits. So I'm going to read them. So I'm going to read the first two and if I, if I remember I'll bring them up on the on the future episodes this lap. But like unlike the trivia where like stuff gets downvoted, these are all like 43 yes, 0 no. They're all helpful. 25 yes, 0 no. 23 yes, 1 no. Like people are just like, "Thanks, man. This is really helpful." Cuz it Maybe... should be pretty binary. Like it either was the in the credits or not. So, okay, here's for the first movie, The Fast and the Furious. On some prints after the credits, there is a brief epilogue showing Dominic's fate. He is shown driving alone in a red Chevelle with black racing stripes on a desolate road by the coast in Baja, Mexico. He narrates his life about, "I live my life a quarter mile at a time." So just like there's a credit scene. Okay. That's one. That's helpful. That is helpful. Would you call that a crazy credit? No, that's a post-credit scene. That should be its own category. But okay, go ahead. Number two. In the end credits, the main players have their names listed next to a sketch of their cars. Both the sketches and names are the same colors as the cars. That's, that's just a fact. Yeah. Number three. The credits whiz by horizontally instead of scrolling vertically. Okay, now we're getting into it. Okay, how many how many helpfuls does that have? That's how, 20, how many people? Twenty three yes, one no. Twenty three people found this category that you spend so much time on INDB looking at for the first time, mm -hmm. and also agreed that the credits score mm -hmm. scroll horizontally. And that's all the crazy credits for the first movie. So now for the second movie, the movie that we're talking about in here in the minutes. Yes. Again, number one. Do you is, want to save them for the credit episode, or do you want to just give me give me like a teaser? Give me the best one. No, these are worse than the first movie. <laughs> okay, good. The Universal logo turns silver and spins into a hubcap. Twenty-one yes, zero no. People are like, "Thank you for this. This was so helpful." It's right. I mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you could say it's unhelpful. And then number two, the only other one, nineteen yes, zero no. The main ending credits. Spoiler for a couple minutes from now. Cast and main crew are accompanied by a CGI movie featuring the main cars from the film racing through a city at night. Okay. Yes. I don't know what to call it. I would not call it crazy credits. I also would like give the ability to like add photos or something. 
Photos would be a nice option there. Yes, I agree. Yep, that that would be helpful. I I think so. But I also I like our idea better. It should be like like this person is the other person's grandson, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like these kind of things. Because like everything else, like that's under the did you know, which is goofs, crazy credits, quotes, alternate versions, connections, soundtracks, trivia is up and popular. But like everything else is like boring, like exactly what you expect. And I'm just like, what the fuck is crazy credits? And I was so excited. Then I clicked and I was just like, oh, very disappointing. Oh, all right. So shout out to crazy credits. Wes, you got a new job. You got to submit some crazy credits. I was going to say, if you want, like, really good internet points, just go see a movie and come out and just be like, the credits are in black and white. And it'd be like, 35 people say yes, zero people say no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks. Anything else to say about Minute 89 of Too Fast, Too Furious? Honestly, no. But I've been hinting at Joey for a while. I have lots of Minute Tangential shits to talk about when we get to uh extracurricular activities well you have no idea when that's coming so just save those stories so here's here's okay. the here is the question i have we also need to name this minute the question i have and i don't think it's fair but i also think it's in line with like it's objective how many times does roman slam roberto's head into the dashboard is it three is it four is it five or he is driving enrique not roberto I like that question. I think that's 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 fun. That's a good question. Better than what I would have come up with for this minute. But I do have some suggestions on title. Okay. So do you like these options, three, four, five, or it's a trick question, basically? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. That's okay. fair. Because that gives it an easy out. You know what I mean? You have four answers, but you really have three. We wouldn't have made it like no, right? I mean, we, we could also have made just do how many times did you slam Enrique's head into the dashboard. The, the way that I can remember, and it, it's taken me minutes of this movie now to realize row with row roman with roberto row with row that's a good oh that's a good uh yeah that's a it good, doesn't um, help for this but it helps me remember because i'm just like who's who row 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 your boat roman and roberto row 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 your ejecto cito guys all right what do you have, oh. what do you have options for the the minute title well now that you brought it up it has to be like crazy credits right <laughs> okay <laughs> Like, it, like, I didn't know what that means, but, like, I think that that's as uneventful as crazy credits are. That's perfect. Okay. Crazy credits, man. You know, people will be like, what are they talking about? And then you're going to get into it, and we're going to start, they're going to listen to that part of the segment, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, what is this? And then, like, I'm saying shit, and it's just dumb facts. Crazy credits. Minute Because I feel like the tone of this this minute feels along the lines of crazy credits. Did you know that Roberto slam or Roman slams Roberto's head four times? Just like, yeah, okay. That's a crazy yeah. credit, man. <laughs> How many times did Roman slam Roberto's head into the dashboard? Four. four. Cool. All right. Now. Yes. On the streets. News about the Fast and Furious pivoting from Fast and Furious, this movie, to all Fast and Furious. There's stuff that we have. Before I get into what I have saved, is there anything you remember, anything you know, anything you want to talk about since we last did a minute episode? No, my brain is full of this woman that saw a lizard person on the plane, so I haven't, I can't remember anything that happened fast. Is that a story you're going to tell, or is that something I'm supposed to know about? Oh, you didn't see this on social media? Mm -mm. Is it on threads? Because I'm only on threads now. (laughs) No, no, it's, it's, it's on the bird app, but, um, you didn't see this? Okay. This woman's storming off a plane, right? And she goes, like, 
I just want to let everyone know. She's yelling. She's like, I want to let everyone know that guy in the, the back there with the green hoodie on. She was like, that motherfucker. And I'm like, this is going to go horribly. What are the next words that are going to come out of her mouth? And she goes, that motherfucker back there is not real. And the whole plane turns with the camera. And then she's like, so I'm getting off this plane. And that's it. Are they, so they're not in the air. They're still like on the ground. Yes. Everyone turns They're like, hold on, what? There were so many ways I thought this could go. And I was expecting it to be like her to say a slur or like something really bad to happen. That motherfucker is not real was not an she, answer. She kept her, her, I'll put the audio in here, but she, her like her voice cracked. She's like, that mother, that motherfucker is not real. Like she's like, she, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, she's weighed down by it, man. So I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off. And everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now. That motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. That's a serious re- You can hear it in her tone for me that she believes that that person is not real. And she doesn't sound crazy. It's not like she's like, just like, but like, whatever no, She's relatively composed for someone who just saw That's a lizard I mean. person. Yeah. Yeah. The big news in the last since we recorded, the big news is that Hobbs and Dante titled Hobbs yes. and Dante. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and, no, Hobbs and Reyes. Sorry, not Hobbs and Dante. Hobbs and Reyes. Isn't, does it, okay, so this is just for my own mental clarity because somebody brought it up and I don't remember who, but they said like it's the first time we get an ampersand. Well, Hobbs and Shaw. Th- no, we get That's two That's what ampersand. I said too. Wait. We talked the about this, the, the two ampersands, presents. but like it's yeah. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It's the same, the same format as that. Format. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay, I remember. I remember having that like that realization. What? Did I, what was my? I think Wes was talking about it. He was like, "Oh, it'd be cool." There's two ampersands, and I was like, "Isn't there two ampersands in the other one?" But I was like doing something else and couldn't tell him that I thought that there was two. And I was like, "Most likely, he checked." No, I said I it said to Kevo, "It's very exciting to have our first two ampersand title." But like, I'm the, the weird thing about this is Hobbs and Reyes implies they're on the same side, which they're not. And you said, what if they are? That would be awesome if they're honestly both bad guys. That would be the best outcome of this, right? I don't know. Like, so this movie takes place alongside. So we're to believe that while Fast 10 is happening, Dante is also fucking with Reyes. Or Dante is also fucking with Hobbs. I don't think it's going to be fully between. It is before I think he's fucking with Hobbs and then that, like, reintegrates. You know what I mean? It's either before or after the bridge scene. Like, it's either f- before that Dom meets Dante and then continues on, like, after. Like, we're going to get, like, a mm. this is this is what he was previously up to. And then it's, like, smash cut back to modern times. Or it's going to be, like, they can't show you the end of the bridge scene until 11. Right. So it's it ha- so as much as they're, like, it's a, it's a bridge movie, I don't think it's actually going to happen in between. It's just going to be, like... A kind of previous parallel storyline up until Dante meets Dom and Cipher and all that. It's going to be interesting. You know, as soon as this movie comes out next year, because actors are about to strike, so who knows? I don't know. It's going to be messy. But hopefully, this comes. I mean, this is going to come out at some point. Uh, Fast Ten has cracked seven hundred million worldwide, which is 
Oh, on that note, too, I did want to talk about that because pretty much every movie has shit the bed recently. So, like, when we were, like, pretty concerned about Fast 10's numbers, like, a lot of movies, it seemed... Yeah. It's not discour- It's discouraging generally overall, right? Like, but Fast and the Furious didn't do, like, the worst of these movies. Indiana Jones is a quote-unquote disappointment because it only, quote-unquote, only made $140 million worldwide this weekend, but... That's only because it cost $295 million to make. I'm like, how? What? Why? I mean, it's really good. We'll talk about it later. But like Fast 10 is still number three worldwide. And I was wrong. Little Mermaid stalled out. But like we have Super Mario, which killed the 1.3 billion. Guardians 3, 838 million. Fast 10, 700 million. And Spider-Verse is 615. So like, and then nothing else. Spider-Verse over, so Spider-Verse over shot. Although it cost a ton, but it, it did like really well, I think, comparatively. And like Mario did bananas. Mm-hmm. And then you have like, but there was just another but movie Mer- that was. Mermaid like, didn't do really well. I don't think Ant Man, I'm sure, was a disappointment. Transformers, I'm sure, is a disappointment. The Flash was definitely a big disappointment. Indiana Jones is disappointing. Again, compared to budget, Shazam was a huge disappointment. But I saw another like really big blockbuster that just came out that was like, oh, it's going to be on VOD again in like under a month. It might have been Shazam. It might have been Shazam. Shazam or Flash? Shazam's already Flash, out. Flash, 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 Flash. Flash, yeah. Because Flash. Flash, like, Flash is really good, though. I don't know, man. It's it's wild. But yeah, and that only made 248 worldwide. I don't know. What was the budget on the Flash? 225. Ooh. Oh, plus marketing. Ooh, 375. Ooh, to be profitable, the film needed to de- deliver similar numbers of $771 million to the Batman. I don't understand how any of this works. Just when I think I understand like how some stuff in Hollywood works, I understand how nope. nothing in Hollywood works. Zero. But yeah, so Fast 10... But either way, like Fast 10 didn't do as badly comparatively as people were making it out to be. And again, it's number three in the in the world this year, right? So what could possibly... De- I mean, oh, Submission Impossible, for sure. I don't know that Barbie or Oppenheimer are going to do that. I don't like, think they're both going to do well. Barbie, Barbie here. has a shot. Barbie has a shot. If anyone does, way more than Oppenheimer. I think. Maybe Turtles, but probably not Turtles. The Meg, just because the Meg is going to play well in like China. I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, Expendables isn't going to do it. So yeah, like Fast Ten is going to finish as a top five movie probably this year, behind Mission Impossible, probably, possibly. And Spider-Verse could probably leapfrog it. But yeah, it's still it's still looking good. So like, you know, I think Kara's doom and gloom about like, what if we don't get any more we movies? We don't get that's what I'm that's why I was thinking about it, yeah. Um, what other news? What other news? What other news? Oh, Mike sent me this. In the fifth element, there's a scene where Bruce Willis is talking to somebody on the phone. The voice on the phone is none other than Mr. Vin Diesel. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a cool fact. It's apparently like one scene, one little. It doesn't. It kind of sounds like him. Like, I think like if you know that it's Vin, you're like I can hear that. But like, I'm pretty good with voices. Like, I definitely have face blindness. I have hair blindness. I'm not good with that. But like, I'm pretty good with voices. And like, I think if I didn't know it was him, I wouldn't know it's him. But like, knowing it's him, I think you'd be like, oh, I can kind of hear. Because he doesn't sound like gravelly Dom. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can watch it later. But I thought that was kind of cool. Wes sent us, this is a thing that, remember we were talking about, like, Olivia, Brian and Mia's daughter's named Olivia, and we're like, Yes, Olivia Benson. 
someone posted two years ago on Reddit, what's the name of me and Brian's daughter? In Fury 7, Mia says she's pregnant with a girl. We already know that she and Brian's son is named Jack after her dad. Do we know the name of their daughter? And the top comment says, Jordana Brewster states their daughter's name is Olivia in this interview at 350. And then Wes responds, awesome, finally known the FNF wiki. It previously said her, her name was Giselle, and I couldn't find any confirmation of that anywhere. Plus, the wiki is pretty bad at making assumptions on names without proof. So it's maybe it's not canon canon, but it's like Jordana Brewster head canon, kind of like, you know. Also, it, it makes so much sense that Fast and the Furious would shelf the female daughter of Mia by not even giving her a name. I, I think that that's the most Fast and the Furious thing they could have done. I do think it's, like, funny and appropriate that, like, who should name a baby girl? Her mom. Her movie mom. Yeah, exactly. That, too. Yeah. I think she has rights to it. Yeah, she definitely did. And with Paul not around anymore, I mean... Brian's babysitting somewhere. He doesn't get to say. Uh, Gal Gadot on Fast 10 Return, quote, It just felt right this time. Wow, she says. I wish I could just say something. If I'm going to say something to you, somebody's going to jump into my room and tie my mouth. She was quoted. There's there's some movie coming out, I think, on Netflix called Heart of Stone, maybe. And so she was talking about that. But Fast was the first feature, she said, I'd ever done as an actress. They were the ones to give me my first opportunity, my first break in Hollywood. I'm forever grateful for that. They're a community. They're like family. We still keep in touch. There's a special place in my heart. It's very exciting. I think the Fast saga... They managed to create a huge, incredible, loyal fan base like no one else. I've seen it nowhere else, you know? And my love to them, my love from the fans, my love to the fans, it just felt right this time, and it's very exciting. Yeah, that's cool. It felt right this time because she's probably making a lot of money. Yeah, they paid her out the ass, I'm sure. And she's no longer Wonder Woman. Yep. And the only other news that I have found, and I think you might have found this, or you quote-tweeted someone tweeting this at us, but today I learned why all the Fast and Furious sequels yes. have such randomly weird titles. When Neil Moritz negotiated the right to use the title of Roger Corman's 1954 film, Corman retained the sole rights to use any numerically progressing sequel titles. Because they had no idea that it was going to be like a big success. So instead of being like the Fast and Furious 1, the Fast and Furious 2, the Fast and Furious 3, they're like, let's just give us the first one. And then, you know, they went on from there and they named good names. But I was explaining this to somebody at a barbecue on the 4th of July. They're like, like, but in in the UK, they also just do Fast and Furious one through ten. I friend, wonder if it's like copyright law in America versus probably. international copyright law. My friend was like, "Why don't you buy? Do you own those? Can you buy those Blu-rays?" I'm like, "I could just to have them on the shelf, like the Fast and Furious seven. Hey, love, you want to watch the Fast and Furious seven? <laughs> yes, yeah. It felt like there was a lot of news. There's so many emails. When we get to the emails, which were getting to very soon but joe before we get to the emails very important question news related is dwayne johnson in fast 11 or fast 11 or fast 10 presents part two fast 10 colon part two is dwayne johnson be. in the next one he has to be and i definitively because he got his fucking hobbs and reyes we're good yes sir yes sir all right the next thing to do is the mailbag but first patreon page we have a patreon page too fast to forever.com shout out to cassie wilson nick burris alex ellen and justin Kleiman, brian rodriguez of high school slumber party wes hampton jerry robinson dan the duke hayden ronaldo d donato michael mcgann lane middleton Lindsay lewandowski nate milton of the kings of sport jason rainey tom price mike gallier josh buckley of whole lot of wolves yep michael moser christian larson tara new one aaron willosen and jessica collins aka montez, montez. 
If you want to join the Patreon family, get early access to every episode, bonus, lots of bonus episodes coming up over the next couple of months because we are now getting to the patron-selected bonus episodes as opposed to the main feed bonus episodes. Yeah. So if you want all those, if you want access to the minute documents, you want to take a look at that madness, the minute quizzes, undying love and affection, handwritten notes, stickers in the mail, too fast, too forever.com, a dollar, in the, a dollar a month gets you in the door, more gets you more stuff, please and thank you. If you'll just say hi, if you'll just email in family at cageclub.me. And we have, like I said before, so many emails. And I don't know if these are long. I don't know if they're short. I'm just going to go through in There's order. There's a bunch. We have a bunch. So first okay. up. Okay. So I decided, since you hate TikTok and you are old, I'm just going to, yes. I'm going to, I watched the videos that Lane sends us from TikTok. And I'm just going to describe these TikToks to you. That that is greatly appreciated. Thank you. So I hate TikTok makes it aggressively annoying to to even open anything if you don't install the app too, mm. which leads me like which makes it worse of me being like, oh, this is oppressive, and I fucking hate it. So did but, you okay, hear? So in the last couple of weeks, week or two, as as Twitter has been crumbling, and Elon it's prospering. Set up- you just don't understand, but sure. Elon set up the rate limits because he accidentally DDoSed himself and then was just like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was a feature, limits. Joey. If you expanded a longer tweet, it would direct to the web for some reason, but the web wouldn't recognize that you were logged in. And they had also oh, limited yeah. your ability to, you had to be logged in to view the tweet. And so, like, yep. you just couldn't see it. We've had that because if you try to share tweets in like a Facebook Messenger chat, they were all broken. I mean, they're all varying degrees of broken, but yeah, they haven't worked during, in iMessage chat for for weeks now, months. But um, yes, but the 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 rate limiting feature made it mm-hmm. so that you could just share a link to nowhere. My favorite new feature is how TweetDeck completely broke. Um, which I used as my sole thing for like tracking like all Twitter. And then you could upgrade to the new tweet deck. But then as soon as you did that, the countdown clock started and you only have 30 days before it becomes a blue Twitter blue feature that you have to pay for. And also you couldn't view other accounts through it, which is kind of the whole point of tweet deck. And then also because of the rate limit, basically if you have a bunch of columns, like you have like different lists and stuff, you would hit your rate limit immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Great site. Great website. Love it. I'm glad that he's like he's fixing it. He's man, he's so good at what he's doing. If without him, imagine where it would be without him. Is what I'm trying to say. Those would be some crazy credits without him. Great, crazy credits. Yeah. So this 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 TikTok <laughs> that Lane sent us a long time ago that I was just like I don't know what to do with this. So Ludacris was on some kind of podcast or something, and they're like, yes. "Why do you keep making these movies?" He's like, and like he's like cursing a lot, like he's just like un you know uncensored Ludacris. He's just like, "Look, motherfucker." If you make something that costs $200 million to make, and it makes a fucking billion dollars, why would you ever stop making those movies? It makes <laughs> money, idiot. And that's the entire thing. It's just like, he's like, it makes so much money. Why as, a degenerate gambler, money. as a degenerate gambler, if you hit a bet that pays five to one every single time you make that bet, yeah. and you also bet $200 million on it, Yes, I will take that bet every single... I-, I will put that... If you're like, every single one of these bets is going to hit and you're just going to make five times payout, you're like, yep, mm-hmm. I'll put the house on it mm-hmm. and just keep doing that for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. This one I'm going to send you. You should watch this. You can watch this on mute. You don't have to watch the sound. But someone took uh, Nike sneakers 
and they recreated two cars from the Fast and the Furious. They recreate the 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 one that they're they're two Brian's cars. They're I think is Scott. What's his, what's the car that he drives in the beginning of Two Fast? Is that a Skyline that he pulls up to the first race? Is that a Skyline? Yeah, yeah. So they recreate the Skyline, and they also recreate from the first movie the one that I think it's the one that they're detailing the orange car that they're putting the decal on. His Supra, yeah, his Supra, like his like main Supra at the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these are cool. So they're two hundred fifty dollars. Lane says he's so tempted to get these, but they, it seems a step too far. I think they look super cool. Like they, but they're so nice and so cool that like you couldn't you, you like, put them in a box and mm-hmm. you don't wear them. That I know that's this is this is part of sneaker culture that kind of bothers me too. That like I can't participate in this because I would wear them, I would beat them, and then I would punch myself in the face when they're like, "Oh, now these are worth like forty grand in ten years," and I'd be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I used to wear those to like go to work." But like this, this like a tick, like a two minute TikTok or whatever, where the guy like it's like a time lapse of him doing though. the work, and like it, the yeah. detail and the precision that he puts in there, it's like it's beautiful. Like they are so cool. And like he's like using like the the swoosh on the side to like decal like the. These the, are excellent. It's, yeah, it's, it's very very beautiful. Cool. So, Lane, thank you for those. There's another TikTok coming up later. Okay, cool. Our next email is from John Livingston, who wrote in, I believe, in December or several months ago well welcome uh, back john on fast 10 hey guys hope you're doing well i want to share my thoughts on fast 10 with my fellow fast fans it has finally released i've seen it twice so this is from a couple weeks ago so this is june 15th so we saw it a couple times in the first couple weeks okay first time in my native language tamil what's this language tamil dravidian language south asia okay cool and second time in English. The dubbing team does a great job with the fast movies. They work in some really good regional jokes, and it works amazing, especially for characters like Roman. Ever since the news we all heard last... I think this is the first time we've ever actually heard of somebody watching a dubbed version of this, which is very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. I also hope that John... I don't think he does, but I hope he doesn't apologize for... Like, cause you know how some people, like, who English is not their first language, is like, sorry that my English is so bad. It's like, no, like, it's like, this is, like, perfect English. Like, his English yeah, for someone... If this is a second language, as, some, like, as someone that speaks to a lot of native English speakers, a lot of times English as a second language speakers do much better than they do. But OK. Ever since the news we all heard last year, Justin Lin leaving a week into shooting, I was constantly thinking how this is going to turn out. Since neither Chris Morgan nor Justin Lin, who were key creators of the franchise's global success, were present, I wasn't a fan of Justin Lin's self-aware dialogue in F9 and some parts of 10. Hoping in a future podcast, I'd like you guys to talk about the contrast between the writing of Chris Morgan and Justin Lin in Fast Ooh. Movies. Well, the thing we talked we talked about Chris Morgan a lot. That Chris Morgan seems to like not remember that he wrote any of their movies. He he misses a lot of layups and slam dunks that we catch as Fast fans that mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to give a shit about. So like if that's the self-referential thing, like I like that, you know? Like it's I like being able to remember back to earlier movies. Same. I think that this 10 did a lot of that mm-hmm. in a good way. He says, I'm very happy that director Louis Leterrier was able to get The Rock back because him coming back was totally unexpected considering the off-screen drama. But I'm a little divided on the decision to kill Jacob and bring back Gal. I was not entirely on board with her back. Finally, I really think Vin shouldn't have caused all the commotion at the premiere regarding the finale. It's going to be two or three parts. I think he and the studio should have went, this is the last time the audiences are going to see the characters in the franchise route, instead of changing the finale plans and talking about spinoffs after the finale, which may have ultimately hurt and led to low numbers for 10. Really like your insight. Those are my thoughts on the movie. It was like a middle of the road for me, partly because of the cliffhangers. Thank you for the podcast and take care. Bye, John. 
John, I think that they were, I think that there's a simple explanation about the Vin thing at the premiere, and it's that they all seemed hammered. And I think that they were just very, very drunk and like either like time fucked them up or like they were drunk or like just something that was happening. They they definitely seemed like they were they had imbibed a little too much. And I think that Vin probably wasn't supposed to say that or was like talking about this and just like ran his mouth a little bit. Because we're like, oh, there's another movie. And then, like, Rock is like, oh, yeah, we're doing uh, the Rock movie. We're doing a movie with me. It's like, oh, okay. Is that yeah. the same thing? Unclear, probably. But who knows? I think Vin does know the plan. He wasn't supposed to say it. He started boozing and was like, yeah, we're just going to do, like, three or four more of these. What- like, whatever. And then, like, because he had, like, some ideas. Nothing set in stone yet. And then... I still think about like at E3 or Game Fest or whatever that was where Zac Efron and Jamie Foxx are there like high out of their fucking minds. Like they were just hanging Stoned out. Stoned as shit. But like they didn't yeah. have anything to do with just like imagine if like Zac had like promote Baywatch or something like had to do anything there. Just like. It's like visibly, visibly stoned. Which is fine. And also like we say that. But like you know what? Honestly like we don't know what their press junket was like. They might be on like 36 hours of like straight also like a red carpet is a party like it's a premiere like you're fun you've worked for years to make this thing especially vin you know what i mean as a producer as like the face of the franchise yep he's busted his ass they're finally gonna show to fans show to people he's gonna get fucked up why wouldn't he yeah but like i said but even if you didn't like that emotional like that adrenaline and you're running on no sleep like you just might feel like movie drunk like there might be like a premiere drunk type situation but yeah our next email is from alex ellenin Subject line, up, hungry. So I'm going to send you a link. Okay. I was looking for that academic essay on the franchise, came across this Fast and Furious cookbook. Has time circled around that we've talked about this years ago and I forgot? So on Target's website, there's Fast and Furious, colon, Salud Mi Familia, colon, the official cookbook by Insight Edition. So this is supposed to come out Well, in I April. don't know, Alex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it's pre-order, but April 24. Yeah. So, like, I don't think we've talked about this yet. I think there maybe was an unofficial one or something at one point. I don't know. I, I'm going to pre-order on Amazon. It's the same price on Amazon because um, Amazon doesn't charge you until it ships. So, you know, I'll probably Good forget looks, that though. I order it. But, you know, it's It'll cool. show up one day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a cool thing. Like, even though I'm not going to cook anything from it, probably. I'm never going to cook anything from it. But it's really cool to have on the shelf cool or your coffee table. Yeah. Like the Kindle version is ten bucks. The hardcover is twenty eight. But like, no, you can't display. I'm getting the hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, what what am I gonna do? Like, show you my fucking Kindle and be like, look at how cool this is. No, I'm gonna leave it on my coffee table. You walk and you're like, oh my god, what is this? I hope there's like a recipe for Corona. (laughs) No, there needs to be food all over the place. There, there, like it needs to be like plantain, like picadillo. Like we need all of those things. That's where they need to hit. They have opportunities. Right? It's still not too late. It's probably not in print Guess yet. what? Give Guess us a what? call. They're not going to do our idea at all. It's going to be like the the hide that big ass forehead burger. Samoan toast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Next email from Jerry Robinson. Car styles figured and a new rankings swap. Okay. I think I figured out every car type revealed for every important fast character. Let me know if I'm spot on. So this is just like what they're best known for, like the car they're most affiliated with. Letty, okay. primary racing motorcycle, 
former, a smaller American muscle car with two stripes. Motorcycle is her thing now, but she, but I think she was most known for the Japanese car in the first one. She had like some kind of uh, mm. shit, like 240SX or something. See she had a like, Nissan. Yeah. Giselle. I, I would say that one. Okay. Bikes that match her figure with her legs. Yeah, I guess like the kind of like <laughs> fair. Lean she, forward, she's sexy. Legs back. She has a sport bike. Yeah, exactly. Dante, American muscle yet flamboyant with bright colors. Parentheses Impala. Yeah. Dom's primary is sixty-eight to seventy-one Charger. His secondary is a current gen Charger. Yep. Yep. Brian's primary current Nissan GTR. Secondary other tuners or older Nissan cars. Agreed. Mia has no specific type, because why would the franchise give her anything to do? But maybe American Muscle like Dom, Fast 9, she drives a 1974 Chevy Nova. She has that Acura in the first one, too. Roman has a Lamborghini, parentheses, shine like only Roman peers can. That's, fa- that's, it's flashy Lamborghini, I agree, yes. I would say most expensive car, brightest color car. Flashy, flashy. Yeah. Yeah. Han's primary, anything with orange on it, whether his... Mona Lisa in three, the Mazda in three, or is Lexus from five. Secondary is small American muscle like Letty, cars that can blend in anywhere. Chameleon, yeah. Sean is a Nissan Silvia as a tribute to Han or any Japanese tuner, formerly a wide American muscle like a Monte Carlo or a Mustang. Yeah. Hobbs, military grade vehicle. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tej, defensive Tank. SUV, like a Hummer or Jeep or military something. Exclusive hypercar, the ones not sellable to the public. Deckard, yeah. classic supercars, James Bond-like. Classy, exquisite, English. yes, can pass up a Lamborghini with the right driver, last two cars with McLarens. We also know he's a fan of a Mini. He is. Like I said, English. He has, a, he has an Aston Martin in one, too, I think. On another topic, Jerry writes, Joe 2, you're right about the Fast 4. The reboot needed to happen to make billion-dollar blockbusters. Joey, officially swap 4 and 7, please, my official ranking, and I'll reward it. Fast 4, colon, the reboot we needed for the future. Amen. Thank you, Jerry. So Jerry had four... Oh. So he had four in his last spot, so that goes up to eight. And he had seven in the eight spot, so that goes down to ten. He still got Fate of the Furious in the middle there, so yeah. Cool. Okay. Also, also, wait, wait. Unlike all the rest of you complainers, when Joey purposely doesn't give you credit for what you said, you guys never have to give me credit. Uh, just my these are these. I'm I'm a citizen of the world. Once I put these ideas out there, you can take them. It's okay. Don't give me credit. It's fine. The movies take them. You can take them too. Exactly. Now I'm thinking, Jerry writes, the first three movies could also be solo movies or split universe from the other seven, highlighting three characters that meet up for the reboot, and they're Dom being the teacher and his two students, Brian and Han. At least two characters were in or introduced in these movies, Dom and Brian in one, Brian in mention of Dom in two, and Dom with Han at three. Dom could be a Sith master in Star Wars. Brian and Han could be his apprentices. You know what? Now that we, now that you say that, Jerry, that makes me just think that, like, this is the fucking time that we need the like six part Marvel show type situation. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like six episodes and it would just be like, what is some auxiliary characters up to in between Hobbs and Reyes in between 11? It would be really nice to have like a small show there and they could get away with doing this and like kind of test the waters for that. 
and it wouldn't necessarily affect you not seeing them for the movies, but it would be cool for us and like get them the thing to where like, mm-hmm. yes, instead of having to do spinoff movies and making them an event and stuff like that, they could just be like the Han and Giselle saga, Fast and Fur- Fast and Furious presents Han and Giselle, you know? Yeah. Do it. Come on, Peacock. Please. Please. Thoughts after lap two from Tara, Hey, Josephus, and Giuseppe. Hello, Tara. I just finished lap two. I have some thoughts. You asked people, okay, this is, this is get, this dangerous is the wrong word, but when you have thoughts about episodes we did in 2018. Is it really that long ago? Well, we started in December 2017. So the first lap was like eight months long. Okay. Yeah. These are like five years ago thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I literally don't remember what I did between now and three weeks ago for the extracurricular activities. Yeah. I bring up the calendar and my letterbox diary every single time because I'm just like, what movies have I seen? Where have I been? I don't remember. You asked people, Terror writes, what the name No Knees Denise means replies. Well, we have not. We've, we've been talking about that for five years. My guess is she is either a bad dancer and moves really stiffly or... Or she's a rather large woman whose cankles have evolved into nankles, K-N-A-N-K-L-E-S. You oh. can't tell where the calf ends and the knee begins. Well, it's it, apparently everybody else thinks it's a lot more sexual than that, Tara. Mm-hmm. Secondly, although that's one thing that we don't have any answer on. We're just trying to figure that out. Yeah, we never do. Secondly, you kept trying to come up with a headcanon on who the secret gay character was is with your guest being Hobbs. I recently watched a video from an account called Ben from Canada where he called Two Bi, Two Furious. That makes a compelling case that Brian or Brian and Roman are both bi. I like the theory, though I Ooh. don't necessarily think they ever full-on dated, more maybe more of a fling or a drunken one-night stand. Maybe it started with a threesome that got a little wild, and Roman wanted more, but Brian was experimenting or having fun. Roman ultimately gets friend-zoned and starts acting out, which is what leads to his house arrest and resentment toward Brian. Whoa, okay. So it's like a little bit of Moonlight, a little bit of uh, erotic fan fiction. I, I like it. It, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would answer some questions and also pose new questions, which is, you know. It definitely would, yeah. As a bi person myself, Tara writes, I find it a bit cringe at times when people try to force an identity on someone because it makes them seem straight. Like seems like straight men can't ever be soft or affectionate without True. being perceived as gay. But I think yep. the reason I buy into this is because if I feel like Roman and Brian have an electric chemistry. And if I didn't know better, I would have assumed Tyrese was cast because him and Paul had a history of working together, like Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson. Furthermore, both Tyrese and Singleton remark on how attractive Paul is, even using words like pretty and beautiful to describe him, which is not language commonly used in the early 2000s. I've had a lot Very of, fair. quote, straight men confess their man crushes to me, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard, quote, I'm not gay, but if I was, or I was drunk enough, or I was a girl, or if he called me cute, etc., dot, 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 I would make out with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Back in the early 2000s, Paul Walker is probably the biggest piece of straight kryptonite out there, so I feel like someone, either the writer, director, actor, or someone, had themselves a little bit of a crush on Paul, and it manifested itself subconsciously in the film. Well, so do we, but it's not subconscious. It's very of conscious. I like his eyes. That's what Jesse says in the first one, is it his, his hair? What does he say? What is the line? I like his haircut. Uh, Jesse says, ah, uh, he's beautiful. Leon says, I like his haircut. There we go. 
Also, speaking of too fast terror rights, I feel like Verone doesn't get enough respect at the rotting danger field of this movie. But honestly, that rat torture scene was brutal. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about medieval torture, and this method came up, and someone was like, yeah, I've seen that before in a show or something. I think it was Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, my dude, that was a cinematic masterpiece, too fast, too furious. <laughs> Also, some people don't like a character with a Latin name and origin being played by a white man, but Argentina was a Nazi safe haven after World War II, so it could be that his dad or granddad was a Nazi Nazi scientist. Yes. That could make for an excellent tie-on to Etion. Maybe their science comes from Nazis. Oh. We do not need Nazis in this franchise, but all right. And their money comes from drug lords like Verone. Anyway, Too Fast is a perfect movie. I rank it well above The Fast and Furious, that's all I have for now. I'll write after lap three to let you know my thoughts on Three Fast, Three Furious. Oh, Tara using the Wells nomenclature. Three I fast, love three it. Furious. Did you did you see I just because Tara brought it up and now I want to talk about it because Indiana Jones just came out. Mm-hmm. And did you see the movie review that was like why are we have to explain like why are they always fighting nazis like what what did the nazis do essentially like why what are what are nazis bad about you know like <laughs> i will say that like even though even though those movies are like largely about him fighting not like raiders especially like him fighting nazis yeah. or whatever like it's still jarring to like in the opening of this movie just him like walking into nazi germany it's just like oh right like okay here's where we are got it like the movie's very clear on like nazis bad oh exactly and be good but it's just like it's it's still shocking to see after you know the rise of nazis actual nazis yeah next email meet new ten dollar patron meet tara humorica games so tara joined at a ten dollar patron level and tara sent their pick for this lap which is very exciting and then tara commented on our post you shouldn't take being my third favorite podcast as a backhanded compliment. The scale was less of a bad to good and more of a good to great. The third best Fast and Furious movie is still a 10 out of 10 cinematic masterpiece. Thank you, Tara. Also, I forgot to mention in my most recent email that since finishing lap two and getting a feel of what to expect from the structure going forward, you're now my second favorite. Oh, it's, we'll get there. We're getting to the top. We'll get to the top. Okay. That said, Diesel System has an absolute killer original theme song. Well, she's also listening when we were using see you again so i don't know if, if tara has heard nico's Wes's, but, you know. yeah yeah and wes's interlude yeah mm-hmm. and the diesel system has an absolutely killer original theme song that's just one of those things that really hooks me and makes me fall in love with the podcast however you got them beaten longevity and amount of content maybe i'll find something that tops that intro because i like seriously that thing is grammy worthy Sorry if I came off as rude. I was just trying to say no. that I found you more entertaining than shows done by actual big name entertainers, while also not completely blowing smoke up your ass and being like, quote, I just listened to you for the first time, and you're already my favorite thing ever. No. We're, come on. Keep listening. We're just making, I'm just making jokes mm-hmm. just for myself to laugh. Uh, I appreciate you listening, and I'm glad that we're jumping up, but when we get to number one, you better fucking write it in and tell us. Seriously. Next email, subject line, what lane should you be in if you have to take a dump on the freeway? The car poo lane. And this email came from <laughs> Nick Simone. And I'm like, who is Nick Simone? And I click on the email. And it's Wells. I don't know why his name is Nick Simone in Gmail or whatever, but it's from Wells. Because I'm also like, oh, the structure of this email with huge font at the top and regular size font below. This looks like a Wells email. Also sounds like a Wells email. It's a Wells email. Also, Wells, if you're listening... There's three images in here that I did not see until just now are broken images. Actually, I'm going to see if I can see. Hold on. No. Wells, if you want to send these pictures in again, uh, the links are broken. The images are broken, unfortunately. But we got the rest of the email. So here you go. Okay. 
I watched this thing and it said it took them a week to film the Dom vs. Hobbs fight in 5F, 5F. You know, when you want to get an action scene right, it, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good moment. It's That still feels long. Roman's earlobe almost destroyed 6F, 6F. It was flapping in the wind on the plane. They had to CGI it out. Not sure why it was such a big deal, but that's why Jay Lynn is so great. Okay. Is that a... <laughs> don't know cra- crazy credits okay crazy is, that a, credits. Is, is that a real fact or not or is don't that just know. wells thought okay don't know <laughs> they use a simulation called previs footage previsualization yep to see how they want to go about shooting each scene i'm guessing for mechanics but whatever else too i'm sure it's pretty cool i never knew that yeah they basically like pre-render like how an action scene is going to play out so that when they actually like film the stuff practically and then add in CGI, it like actually plays out the way that they want it to. So yeah, previs is makes sense. It's not just yeah. Fast Furious; it's a lot of a lot of blockbusters. You ever wonder what the franchise would be like if Brian chose American Muscle and Dom drove a Skyline? Oh no, I never have to be honest. Dom have does you? not seem like a Skyline guy. No, they would have to like change body types too. Is yeah, what I think. Yeah, I think they like Paul Walker would have been like real big and muscly and bald. And Vin Diesel would have had beautiful blue eyes and long blonde hair and be a skinny guy. If the bomb was 10 times less in water, Dante dies if Dom doesn't get it there because all that debris that flew past Dante when the bomb exploded would have been 10 times worse. Good point. I think he's just like, he just wants to cause chaos, right? Because I'm sure if he dies, Dom also dies, right? So like he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're going with, I'm bringing you down with me. Yeah. Dom never said family until Fast Five, and Mia said it first. This is also something that I think that Mark wrote for Fandom that's in the video. Also, by the way, Mark's, what he teased on the Jaws episode, his piece on The Ringer is out now, which is very exciting. It's very obviously, cool. Congrats, it's great, Mark. and he's super thrilled because The Ringer's awesome, and, you know, it's cool to have Congrats, stuff Congrats, Mark. He's the best. I finally made it to Neptune's Net. Yeehaw. In January, my buddy and I were in LA and I was like, let's go to Malibu. I have to go to Neptune's Net. He asked me why. I told him more than you could afford, pal, Ferrari. <laughs> so I'm driving there last. I, I feel like being Wells' friend is being like, is like very rewarding and also just like, what? Like, I don't understand. All right. We're going, I guess. So I'm driving there last time, Wells says. We got so high, I pulled over to take cool pics of the ocean. I forgot about Neptune's Net. Shaking my head. I felt like an idiot. This time... I didn't forget, but we did have dinner plans already, so we only got chowder, but we're deaf headed back next time because the food there looked great. The fish looked really good, but I can pay for my own shrimp, so that's what I'll probably get. Yeah, how did you not get shrimp? You just went chow- like one- even one basket of breaded shrimp to split between the two of you. How did you- you fumbled the bag, Wells. The fuck- come on. And then the three pictures I'm guessing is maybe with the food, so well, send that in again. Okay, bros, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll holler at you players later. Peace. Thanks for no. writing in, Wells. It's always good to hear from you, bud. I appreciate it. No you. anus piecers, but thanks, Wells. Or, as you wrote, Nick Simone. From Lane Middleton, subject line, stuff. I'm going to keep emailing FF TikToks until you cave and set up a 2F2F account. Well, we're not going to be on TikTok because we don't have stuff to put there, but we are on threads if you want to follow us on threads. <laughs> Did not- you make a threads for 2F? Yeah, it just like I'm not just... committing to any of these bullshits until one of them wins. Threads is going to stick around. Threads kind of is, is you, not You great think that now. and everybody that should that would make it popular hates it. So, like everybody that would like drive traffic to it is on Twitter going, "That thing fucking sucks." So, but yeah. everyone on Threads is like, "This is awesome." I saw a thing that said Threads is boring enough that it's going to beat Twitter. Oh, uh, okay. Like, Twitter is, like, actively, like, 
causing issues. And meanwhile, Threads is like, we're kind of weird and boring. I don't know. FYI, Best Buy has the exclusive Steelbook 4K pre-orders for Fast 10. You better believe I pre-ordered that as soon as I possibly could. Finally got through nine with my daughter after some delays. Ooh, nine. Wow. She loved them all. Shouldn't be long before she starts asking for a rewatch. Very, very cool. We were talking about that. Very cool. Recently, right? Yeah. Joe 2 finally started. I finally started watching F1 Drive to Survive. My wife might like it even more than me. She started I told looking you, up dude. Vegas race tickets. Don't bother. Don't bother. I, I know. I saw the prices. I We thought about it, too. It's bananas. But I might have some news about that coming up soon. Cool. But yeah, but Drive to Survive is cool. Glad you picked it up. And I told you, Rachel like loves it because uh, it's a bunch of really cute foreign men that that are like fancy and rich. So yeah. What's not to love about that? <laughs> really? Seriously? All right. The next email we have is from Aaron Willowson. Subject line, it's time, dot, 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 time for Brian to come back. Hello, Joe's first time emailer here. Aaron, welcome, Aaron. Aaron. There's more of Aaron. We'll get to more Aaron. We know more about Aaron than we did because there's stuff with the Patreon. We'll get there. But Aaron is new to the main feed, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Time is a flat circle. I was getting amped for Fast 10. I wanted to find something to keep the nitrous flowing until its release. I found your Fast 10 preview episode, and I've been binging your content ever since. Why didn't I do this sooner? I'm a huge Fast and Furious fan, more than my friends, even my wife probably know. If I have time to kill or I just need some background noise, one of these is on the TV. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, bud. I've seen Fast 10, not us, Fast and Furious, but you know. I've seen Fast 10 twice, opening night with a buddy, then the following Tuesday when I took 26 customers to a private showing in Ohio. I run an automotive business, and this is all part of the culture I'm building around my brand. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Two things to say. What? First, first showing, I couldn't stand Dante. I don't know what it was, but I just wasn't digging this villain. I felt like he was, quote, too much. Shout out Carly Rae Jepsen. Song, too much. And this, <laughs> that's me. That's obviously me adding the thing, not Aaron. Yeah. And the scene with the dead guys with taped eyes, whoa, this took a turn. Then I had time to think, and the second time around, as soon as I made the connection to Ledger's Joker, I loved it. Push the dancing in the wardrobe aside in those few serious moments, mainly the car race, he's menacing. I feel like there could have been a bit more balance, but damn, this was Momoa living his best life. He's having the most fun. He is. Number two, I want Brian back. I know you guys feel like he should be in a smaller at-the-barbecue type role, but I disagree. Cody could easily step in as himself, no CGI, and take over this brother's role. I think it'd be a great tribute for Paul. I think fans would love it, and if we're truly bringing this furious ride to a close, we need him back. This ride started with him, and his character needs to be around to finish it. My only real gripe with 10 was the elephant in the room, as in no Brian. God, I miss Paul Walker. We do too, and I think at this point, getting... I don't think there was any way we didn't have a a cameo of Brian in Fast 11. I think with Hobbs now confirmed to be back, there is zero chance we don't get some scenes something with paul walker the thing we've not really talked about yet is that by bringing back the rock and gal gadot they don't have any more like jokers up their sleeve aces up their sleeve to play right so like what it do is they brian do for the it's, it's got to be brian right or yep. it's a new character that we don't know it's like oh keanu oh michael kane oh tom cruise or whatever but like i think we i think we get back, that too 
well, Baby B already became a character. So, like, whatever Brian, you know what I mean? Brian and Mia's kid. Like, that. Like, what we would love but would not hit for audiences is Hattie. Bring Hattie back. Yeah, yeah, but not enough people, like, cared about Hobbs and Shaw to make that a thing. Aaron then gives his rankings. He skips Hobbs and Shaw, but he says, the wingman list, because I will say, this is uh email signature, and I think he's, I think he refers to himself online as this, but he's wingman garage. Oh, cool. So he calls this the wingman list. So from top down, number one, the fast and the furious. It's the OG. Come on. Number two, Fast Five. Outside of the FNF world, this is an underrated action gem. I would agree. People don't believe that it is, but I'm like, it's a great action movie. Number three, breaking new ground here. The highest number so far, Fast 10. This is why we love the Fastiverse. Awesome. Wow, that is a high ranking. Good shit. Number four, Too Fast. Simple story. Lots of cars. Lots of fun. Number five, Tokyo Drift. Acting aside, legit car content and the introduction of Han. Number six, Furious 7, I'm not crying, you're crying. Hmm. Number seven, Fast and Furious, number four, a solid reboot that should get more love. Number eight, this is actually pretty low for this movie, Fast and Furious 6, Vin and The Rock teaming up about time. Nine, Fast 9, just in parentheses, eh. And number 10, eh. Fate of the Furious, all filler, no killer. Stay fast, friends, wingman. Well, thanks, Aaron. Well, thank you for writing in, bud. We get another email from Jackie Jones. So Jackie was the person who's never written in before. Jackie sent in the info about the Full Throttle franchise, that academic dissertation, which is like a series of essays, some by these people that are going to be on the show. Yes. All of them edited by the people on the show. But Jackie says, awesome, I'm not one of the editors, but I'm glad they sent you a copy and are joining you on the show. I should have DM'd them first instead of buying mine crying laughing emoji. Regarding Fast and Furious, have you explored whether Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is part of the Fast and Furious universe? After the Fast saga concludes Fast 10, colon, 2, or beyond, I've always assumed it would be followed by the Furious saga, but maybe Vin will jump into the Pride and Prejudice saga with the Pride and the Prejudice, two Pride, two Prejudice, <laughs> the Pride and the Prejudice, Tokyo Drift, Pride and Prejudice. After PNP, Tokyo Drift, the audience learns that the 2005 film with Kira Knightley is part of the timeline. Ooh. <laughs> Pride 5, etc. Salute, Jackie. I would love it. That was if fun. that happens, then we get Bob on for that. Because you're like, should we get Bob on for the full throttle franchise? No. But if if, if this crosses over with Pride and Prejudice, we're getting Bob yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Michael Moser emails in thoughts from the Batman of the dynamic duo. Hey, guys, how are y'all doing good? Just sweating my ass off down here. Yes, I'm still making my writers listen to your podcast. And Texas is like hot as fuck. And they're on the other. Uh, hey, stop using your air conditioner because our electricity grid doesn't fucking work and mm -hmm. again this year. So pretty stay cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty not cool. Literally, but OK. Oh, Montez, this just in Montez DMs me on Instagram. What is happening to my town? It's the Virginian Hotel, and there's a bunch of tuners. The Ace oh, cool. Speed Rally is back in Lynchburg on July 13th, so one week from today as we record. Putting in a car show on the top level of our parking garage from 6 to 9 p.m., 60-plus incredible vehicles, Aston Martins, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLarens, Porsches, and more. Tickets only 8 bucks, including tax. All proceeds go to support our local Academy Center of the Arts. You gotta take baby Montez to go see some cars in real life. Back to Michael's email. Just to clarify my comment about everyone being dead since you decided to push me under the bus then back it over <laughs> me, I think they're dead till they prove me otherwise, i.e. Han and Giselle. 
No, there's no clarification needed. You're just wrong. We know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. You're just wrong. We get it. You're wrong. I think Mr. Nobody is Tess and Brian's dad. Both are their dads. Oh, I like that a Folding lot. So then, there. Yeah, because we, we pitched that Tess would be a great sister to Brian before this d- re-establishes that. That's really cool. I do like that. What if Etion is actually the big good and the agency is the big bad? Also, I feel huh? like Etion's gone. Like I think somebody else emailed them about Etion today. I already forget. I'm sorry. You know, in one ear out the other. I think Etion's not coming back. I think Hobbs and Shaw is a failed experiment. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna bail on it. It's it's Jurassic Park three. They're just no more birds in the birdcage. Yeah. Now that Young Rock is done, get on Icons Unearth. We'll get to it. If y'all had to be a dynamic duo from the films, which ones would y'all be? From the Batman of the dynamic duo, dynamite duo, he calls it Michael Moser. I mean, Brian and if, Roman. So who would you be in the Brian and Roman situation? Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, we could be... It would be Tej and Roman is exactly what it would be. I'm Tej, you're Roman? Yes, yes. Uh, That's what about the Deckard best and the fit. baby? <laughs> I carry your ass everywhere? <laughs> yeah, that's fair, fair. You're just there to smile and like, listen to music? Yeah, I just listening to the chipmunks on loop. Mm-hmm. That works. Honestly. <laughs> Next email from Wes, last quarter mile poem, What Up Fam? What up, Wes? So this is about this poem that we read on the Fastivist episode. Yes. You did a great job with the reading. I enjoyed hearing you both tackle it. I think it sounded great. I was worried it'd be a little tongue twistery, but you both nailed it. I wanted to write in a quick there was note multiple about, takes. About the poem. There was multiple I, takes, and Joey it wasn't edited that bad, it. Though. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, that bad, but, but there were, I, I cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. I just wanted to write in a quick note about the poem since you had some questions. I included some of this in the previous Life in the Fastlane email. But since you decided to save the poem for Fastivus, an excellent choice. I'll reiterate and expand slightly. Cool. A literary verse was a dominant poetic form in Old and Middle English, as well as in the oldest Germanic languages. Poems like Beowulf, Sir Gawain, the Green Knight, and Poetic Edda, the source of many Norse myths, used variation on the form. I only recently became interested in it through reading and studying Tolkien, nerd, who was a scholar of English and Germanic languages and had a special love for their poetry. There are lots of minor differences between the different language versions throughout history, and what I use as my guidelines was mostly the revival style that authors like Tolkien and C.S. Lewis used. The main stylistic component is the alliteration within the lines as opposed to rhyming, which is more modern poetry. Yeah. Western poetry. To me, there's something very powerful and a feeling of building towards something big with repeated alliteration. The reason the lines are split the way they are is because the main quote-unquote rule of the meter, which we didn't, when we posted it, didn't split because it didn't it didn't post, right? But we talked about that a little bit when we read it. Yes. The rule of the meter has to do with where the stresses are placed in the first half of a line versus the second half. This also informs the reader where the alliteration should fall, but the meter is really what defines old English poetry. I won't go into all the details because there's a lot of variations and I barely understand it well enough to write this explanation. That's probably more than you were hoping for or asking for, but I hope it sheds some light on my poem. And if listeners are actually Germanic or Old English poetry scholars, probably not, I'd love to hear where I might improve. If, if, probably... if, our, if our audience crosses over with Old English poetry scholars besides Wes? Honestly, with Jackie writing about Pride and Prejudice, maybe? If you're an Old English poetry scholar, please write in at family at cageclub.me. 
I would love to hear where I might improve. Wes says there's probably a lot of crossover in the ancient poetry scholar FNF enthusiast demographics, right, Wes? Yeah, probably. Exactly. Next email, meet $5, new $5 patron, meet wingman Wolo. So Aaron signed up. And then a couple emails Thank later, you, Aaron. To that Aaron edited their pledge to $10. And I think Aaron's still thinking about their his uh, patron picks. So there's no rush because we got a lot of episodes coming up. But, you know, get it in. That's cool. Very cool. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The other thing, I, I, we said this before, I'll say it again. The more $10 patrons there are, the more bonus episodes everyone gets. Yeah. Like, it's... We're getting to a point where, like, for a while, we were basically at about one bonus episode per fast film. And now we're, like, several ahead of that. Um, <laughs> so there's going to be so many bonus episodes every lap, as long as people don't, like, drop. So, like, if you – like, there's – honestly, there's never been a better time to be a patron because there's more bonus episodes than ever. But, like, at a certain point, if more people join at the $10 tier, we're going to have to we're gonna have the to, thing. We're going to have to bump it. You're, it's gonna be like the, in, but like God yes, damn. that's what I'm saying. Like they're gonna have to like kill that tier and make the other tier more expensive, so you don't we don't keep adding picks, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we did with the like pick your own lap, right? Yeah, it'll be Definitely. like okay, like we cut. There's a fucking we the limit. One. We got the yeah, one. Yeah. Next email from Jerry just says again. He sends a picture. There's no text. Just a picture of. What looks like a, a icy or slushy and popcorn and a ticket stub for Fast 10. The next email from Jerry, second time for Fast 10. Here we go again. Just finished Fast 10 and noticed some key differences this time around. Okay. This time I was off work, brought a bunch of weed, prior, popcorn, mango, icy, and fruit snacks. Uh-oh. Before I continue this, on Monday the 26th, which is a couple weeks ago, Ileana and I are putting down her dog Togo. Aww. Oh, poor he puts Togo. A, he puts a picture in here. Jerry, I hope you don't. I want to see Togo. I hope you don't uh, take our silence on this as lack of oh, caring. Oh, this Togo's old... super cute. This is yeah. This looks like an old bean though. So hopefully he lived a great long life with Liliana. Old age has reached him as he's eighteen years yep. old. Yep. Yeah, I looked it. Sweet dog though. Very cute yeah. dog. Very tough. I, I was there not too long ago. It's it's tough to lose a pet. Now on to my review, Jerry says. Again, I loved it probably more the second time, which seems to be the kind of common consensus among people who write in here, that they're all like, I really liked the first time, and I loved it even more the second time. Yep. The beginning with Grandma Toretto, there's an empty chair next to Mia for Brian. Yep. They made Dom have actual facial expressions. To me, it was like someone was really pushing him to the edge. I still think there's two more guys on top of Dante. I think one of them is Braga. Whoa. Okay. Speaking of Dante, he fanboys about Dom like the rest of us. True. Also, yeah, that's true. That's also something that's like in, in John Wick 3, I think. Because like as the, as the movies go on, like all these people are trying to kill John Wick. And they're like, there's like these two guys who are like, you know, super adept killers. And they're like, we're, we want to kill you, but like we want to pay respect to you. So like, uh, we're, we're going to like let you get up. Like we don't want to like, we, we just love you so much as like a, we, we, we admire you we so much. Well, yeah, we yeah. appreciate your work. Dom actually lost a race, his second, I think, since Fast Five. Well, that's, I mean, the race he lost is because he was trying to save people's lives, right? I don't count, that's a, that's a, that's a DQ. Yeah. DNF, did not finish. Dairy Queen. The complete racing segment became my favorite scene of the movie. The gas station at 679 reminds me of somewhere in California. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Letty got a fight scene for the first time since she came back in six. I can't believe there was a push to start button for a 70s charger. If that's real, holy shit. 
pretty cool. Yeah. Before the end of the credits, there was Little B as a silhouette, thinking he's the key to everything like the last Infinity Stone. He's also highlighted with a necklace, thinking that Dom might die in the last movie where 20 years later, Little B and his new crew, that'll feature both of Brian's children and a love interest that hasn't been introduced yet. Which we, we sort of talk about, like, setting up the next generation, right? Down. Yes. That's all I got this time. Be fast, never last. Don't get past, or you'll lose that ass. No, Monica. Thank you, Jerry. And sorry about Liliana's dog. Hope you guys yeah, are Togo. okay. Togo's a cute name, too. It is a cute name for a dog, yeah. Lane sends in another TikTok. Which one is this? Oh, so there's someone who in their car has the beginning of Too Fast um, mounted like on their phone, and it's Brian spinning up to the finish line. Yes. He like pats the, the NOS next to him. Yeah. And so the person in the car turns over, pans the camera over to his passenger seat that it has just a bunch of two liter bottles of juices. And he just like, <laughs> pretty good. I dig it. Next email from, oh yes. Uh, Andy Tudor commented on his, his episode on YouTube. Always a pleasure speaking to you both again. Let's do it again for fast 10 part two or Hobbs and Reyes. And I responded saying, thanks. Can we have you on? Love chatting with you, Andy. Andy's, Andy's an awesome dude. I hope you guys like that episode. Cause I, I like Andy a lot. Yeah. And you can see how much he loves the movies and like, damn, it would have been so fucking cool to get more of Andy's ideas into the Fastiverse. Seriously. Yeah. Even though they are kind of lifting his ideas from the game into the movies. Yeah, anyways, but sure. Next email from Wes, self-driving cars. What up, fam? What up, Wes? Andy was an awesome guest once again. It's clear he has a lot of passion about the series and it was fun to hear him talk a little more about the decision-making process that took place during the creation of the game. I think most people agree with him that it's a bit of a waste for Tej to be a hacker alongside Ramsey. I've long thought it makes more sense for him to be their mechanic or engineer and handle the physical side of the tech and let Ramsey do the coding and the hacking. Like He's the builder. Two yeah. garages, after all. Yeah, I, you're right. I want him to be more like um, Jonah Hobbs's brother. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he could build the like dialysis thing and like these. I, I agree with you 100%. Wes says, we've seen a little bit of it with the grappling gun in 6 and the vault in yep. 5, but since yep. 7, they haven't really had anyone in that position. I guess the last time was immediately before they busted Ramsey, when Dom says, Tej, I want the demon love child of that and that, pointing the cars he wanted for the skydive mission. I could also see him as the hustler connection man, but that role doesn't seem as important on these big global adventures. And they all kind of seem to like come together for this, like, like I knew a safe guy, I knew a tank guy, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Personally, Wes says, I think Roman works as comic relief, but they've really neutered him in service of that, and they tend to lean more goofy with him than I think is necessary. He can be funny and still a bit of a wild card enforcer character. I guess we'll see where FX colon II takes them. At one point, you were talking about self-driving cars reminding me of a funny story Mrs. West told me recently. Oh, that also, there was the video that you quote tweeted about, like, Look what's happening in Russia as like all the cars are like falling off the roof of the building. And you're yes. like, who's going to tell them? It's just like it's fate, man. Like it's a movie. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, that's just clickbait bullshit. Right, no, People yeah, are yeah. like, huh, like, this is why you shouldn't have self-driving. It's, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm sure this exists in other cities as well, but Austin is a company that essentially does Uber with self-driving cars. I think they only drive around downtown. They're popular after big events like concerts and sporting events. Mrs. West went to see Duran Duran a couple weeks ago with oh, some nice. friends, and as they were leaving, noticed a line of cars behind someone at a left turn who wasn't moving. 
It turned out one of those self-driving ride shares is what was holding up traffic, and all these people were stuck honking and yelling behind an empty car that wasn't moving. She said people on the sidewalk were trying to tell the other cars that the first car was empty, but no one was listening. Then a little further on, they saw another one trying to turn right, but they were people waiting to cross, and it didn't know what to do because it was waiting for the people, but the people were waiting for the car, so it just kept rocking forward and then breaking over and over and still hadn't turned by the time they couldn't see it anymore. I would blow my brains out. But I think I actually saw a video of somebody bitching about this on Twitter today. And I think it might be like the same thing. And it was just like these cars fucking up. My favorite, like, it's not a self-driving car, but do you remember that like food delivery robot that just like blew through the crime scene in Los Angeles? No, no, I don't. There was like police tape up and like this little food delivery robot came up and like it saw like a thing that like I couldn't go through. And then someone was just like. Basically, like, hey, buddy, trying to get in here? And, like, they lifted the police tape, and the thing just, like, drove through a crime scene, like, maybe a couple years ago. Sweet. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. That's all for this week. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. Well, thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Tara writes in lap three thoughts. Hey, Lou and two. We do these these episodes so infrequently that Tara could listen to an entire another lap in between. She's blowing through it, too. That's earlier. Earlier laps are shorter, but still, it's a lot. Yeah. I finished lap three earlier this week, and I thought I was going to take the time to update y'all and say that you're now tied for number one favorite podcast. Wow. It only took us like 20 minutes, and she's already, we're already up at Tide. Okay. We're moving. I like it. it. Love it. I've been trying to keep up with what's airing currently while I work my way through. So she has heard Nico's theme. And I want to say that I really appreciate the different ways you try to keep the format fresh and interesting with the different games and themed laps. I also like you doing the minute-by-minute breakdowns as segments during other episodes because I think they're interesting, but I like my podcast apps to be meaty, and it's hard to make an hour-long episode out of that. It's also smart to pace yourself and not throw yourself into all the, quote, behind-the-scenes info and trivia and commentary, but it leads to moments where you're speculating about something I already know the answer to, and I just want to yell it at you guys. Email in. We're going to forget it, but you can email in. That's what we're yeah. Or we'll, we might get there if you keep listening. You know. Anywho, since I finished the third lap, I figured I'd talk about the third movie, Tokyo Drift. Love the soundtrack, love Han, and the chase scene where he dies. Does he? Now who's speculating? (laughs) Is one of the best action scenes in the first half of the series. However, one of my major gripes is how dark it is. Everything's very blue and dim, and it makes it look kind of bland. I feel like it needed some of the too fast color to really make it pop. Especially since Tokyo is like crazy colors, right? It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of neon too, yeah. The final race is almost impossible to follow because everything looks the same under the dimly lit night sky. I still like it more than the first one, though. So my rankings thus far are Too Fast, Tokyo Drift, the original. Anyway, before I go, I have two thoughts. Okay. In Tokyo Drift, maybe it's supposed to be obvious, but I've not heard you guys touch on it thus far. I'd be interested to hear your perspective. I think Sonny Chiba's character is responsible for the death of DK's dad interesting right after he unveils that han is skimming money and gives that speech about for need of a horseshoe the war was lost he gives a vague ominous line about how he misses dk's dad dk's emotional state completely changes after that on my third rewatch i read it as sunny telling dk hey your dad was family but he crossed the yakuza and it cost him his life don't think the same can't happen to you Blood will be spilled, either yours or Han's, make your choice. Which I feel like instantly makes DK's character a lot more understandable and redeemable. Would love to see them do something with him in 11 or 12. I need to chew on that one. Because that's a deep thought. But we're going to watch... We love Sonny Chiba. We love Sonny Chiba. I never read it that way, but that's really, really interesting. Yeah. 
Secondly, in the theme song for Tokyo Drift, there's a line that says, I wonder if you know how they live in Tokyo. If you've seen it, then you mean it. Then you know you have to go. Yes. And Joe, too, I was wondering if you had ever pondered the prophetic nature of these lyrics given your trip to Japan. At some point, you know you have to go. <laughs> you don't. I I love it there. I would love to belong there, but I do not belong there. You're they a guy, Jin. They send me home. Yeah. Keep up the great work. I'll report to you again after lap four if all this smoke doesn't do me in first. Yeah, the smoke came back. Smoke's been bad, but you know. Not yeah, so Pittsburgh was fucked. Like my parents were like shot for a while there. Next email from John Livingston again. Ramsey's first name. Hi guys, hope you're doing well. It seems Ramsey's supposed first name is revealed in this article. Search a Ramsey in it. Don't know how true it is, but it seems unlikely to. Pl- it seems like an unlikely place to find this information. Well, we better get this info to Roman or Tej to win her over, since she gave a <laughs> challenge to them to find her name. Since Twitter has disabled the visitor mode, I'll be listening on your YouTube channel for future podcasts. Love always, John. This is like this is on Us Weekly usmagazine.com okay and there's like a picture of people like it's just like walking you through the entire thing oh i think we did know this what was this it sounds what familiar it? like miranda or something you're close what? the game of thrones alone joined the family in 2015 as megan ramsey a hacker who allies with dom's team so somebody at universal told them that this was her name what's wild is m Thregan. yeah it's not m Thregan. it's just m-e-g-a-n but now, all right, so she's M. Thregan, M. Thregan Ramsey. Okay, cool. I feel like I knew that. I feel like we talked about that at some point, but... I don't remember. Yeah, I can't confirm. And like I said, I, I went with Miranda, which feels weird. That was the name that was in my head now that I said it, so... The word Megan is in my Furious 7 notes document. Hold on. In what lap was yellow? My orange notes. I don't know. I wrote down, we learned today her name is Megan Ramsey. Not even Roman and Tej know this. So at some point we knew it. And we said it. You had to say it. Yeah. That was. I don't know. Honestly, who knows? Okay. Well, thanks, John. You reminded Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us. Thank you. Aaron emails in again. A reply to his last email. Family. Just caught the latest Patreon only episodes. Jaws is such a great film and heard my name at the end. If you want, you can say Wingman Wallow. Said my full name since it's not easy to pronounce. Although you did a great job with it. Your call, dudes. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Wallow's in. It's not that Wingman. Difficult. No, I was going to say, I looked up Wingman's Garage while we were recording, and it's pretty cool. You can, like, you just, like, rent a bay and, like, do your fucking car work there. It's an awesome idea. But that's not why I'm emailing. I had a premonition last night. I'll get to the point. Fast 10 ends on a major cliffhanger. As we all know, Dom and Littlebeer are about to be washed away. Brian shows up. Brian shows up to save them. He can't stay away. His character just uh... wouldn't sit back and let this all go down. I know, I know he's watching the kids. Well, Little B's a kid. Look where he's at. Blowing yeah. dudes up in his uncle's cannon car. If anything, we need protection. Anyway, it's time to get the family back together. They cannot keep Brian out of the next movie. S question mark movie movies. Stay fast, yeah. family. Aaron. That's that's a really good play. Yes. If the neck if Fast Eleven started with Brian saving them, you you just like jump out of your seat. You know what I mean? Like that's a it's it's good. It's really good. Next email, Kevin B. became a $1 patron. New $1 patron meet Kevin B. Don't know who Kevin B. is, but Kevin B., hello, welcome. Hope you enjoy the bonus episodes. Yeah, welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Lean sent in another TikTok. This is called Naming TikTok. Oh, this was someone on TikTok explaining the Roger Corman thing. So we talked about that a little bit earlier. So shout out to that. And then we also, this is not an email that we got, but something I want to bring up here that Nick Nip, who we don't know, tweeted at us at you mean 
too fast with Nick's rankings. Yes, I remember. Yes. Number one, Fast Five. Number two, Fast Five is six. Number three, The Original. Number four, seven. Number five, Fast Ten. Number six, The Fate of the Furious. Number seven, Fast and Furious, number four. Number eight is F9. Number nine, Too Fast. Number 10, Tokyo Drift. Very low. And number mm-hmm. 11, Hobbs and Shaw. Hashtag Too Fast, Too Forever. Hashtag Boy, Do We Have a Podcast for you. Thank you for the rankings. So as an update, I don't know if we've done this in a while. We have now 83 rankings. 83 That's sets insane. of rankings. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, still number one with the bullet is Fast Five. Number two is The Fast and the Furious. Number three, Fast and Furious Six. Yep. Number four is Furious Seven. Just behind that, the sample size is not big enough, but just behind Furious Seven is Fast Ten, like very, very neck and neck. And then we've got Tokyo Drift, and then we've got Too Fast, Fast and Furious F Nine, and then Hobbs and Shaw and Fate bringing up the rear. But Hobbs and Shaw above Fate, believe it or not. That's nuts. I think that's going to change over time. Yeah, they'll evolve. That's how it works. That's all the emails. So thank you all for the emails. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, we'll read it in three weeks in the next Life in the Fast Lane with more crazy credits. Uh, We have a store at cageclub.me slash shop. There's more stuff that I want to put in the store. We just haven't done that yet. But Joe, the final thing to do now, now that we talked about all Fast and Furious, it's time to talk about life stuff, extracurricular activities... First of all, what do you think of this format? Do you think this format works? I don't know if it works or not. What do you think of the format? I liked a lot of it. I personally, for myself, want extracurricular activities after the minute, only so I didn't have to sit here trying to keep in my brain what I was going to answer for that, because normally I'm like, I rack my brain right before we start, like, okay, these are my highlights. And like I'm like, I'm going to save them. And when you change the format on me, I've been sitting here the whole time, like, clenched butthole, just uh, waiting to just be like, what the fuck? Like, I need to get this gotta out. write down little notes, notes to yourself. No, absolutely not. But uh, okay, go ahead. What have you, so, no, you, 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 you been doing? Three weeks. Hit us with it. So um, I got very excited that we had Juneteenth off at work. So I took Rachel to Portland, Maine. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, let's, like, just drive up there and go for the weekend, because I fucking love Portland, Maine. If you're ever anywhere near there, it is awesome. The food is great. The city's weird. It's, like, a cool little spot that if you could drive to it, I wouldn't, I don't think I would, like, take a flight trip to there. But, um, so we go there. One of the first days we're there, it's really rainy, but it turns out that there was a tattoo convention across the street. Uh, so we stumbled in there, and then, obviously, I just got a tattoo because it was there. Mm-hmm. And so I got a new tattoo, and it was fun. Um, got to see a bunch of really cool art and tattoos and just like fun time things and bought some shirts and stickers and like, all kind of, you know, cause it's like the artists like showcasing their work. So it was awesome. The other major thing was I just landed this morning. I got back from LA because I wanted to go visit my buddies. One of my friends in our fantasy hockey league, uh, just bought a house in well out like, you know, outside of LA. So, and my other friend at Center Fantasy Hockey League is also in LA, and my buddy Matt flew and met us there. And I went to go see the Pirates play the Dodgers. Very cool. Yeah. Have so you been I to Dodger to... Stadium before or no? I have never been to Dodger Stadium before. Did you that guys was... drift in the parking lot? We did not, but I thought about that. Okay. And that um, also leads me to my other thing. So, like, when we first landed, my buddy was like, hey, I want to take you to this place. And they have one in New York. Do you know what Smorgasburg is? No. Okay, so they have, like, them in a couple different cities. I think there's now, like, one in Toronto and stuff like that. But it's, like, 
a pop-up on Sundays, like food stands kind of situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so, now. Okay. What? Smorgasburg, LA yeah. or just New York? Which one? Uh, just uh, smorgasburg.com. I don't know what this okay, is. Okay. All of them. Okay. It's like the main site. So he's like, oh, come on. We're going to like go there. So I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, there's all these food stalls. So like I go there, I get some soft pretzels, I get a michelada and we're drinking in the beer garden we eat some soup dumplings you know there's like all kinds of cool mm-hmm. shit and, he, and i'm like okay i have to go to the bathroom so we're like walking and the bathroom's like down a little bit and to the right and i get like far enough down like towards the bathroom i turn around to like look at him i look you know where we're fucking standing where where hector and brian meet in the first fast and the furious it's literally in the race like where they all show up to drive to love it it's been repurposed but like i i literally like looked and i saw the two buildings like where you see the cars come down and i was like this is the fucking fast and the furious this is exactly where this is and then i came back and confirmed that yes it is south alameda drive and like they repurposed it and now it hosts morgasburg and like i was just like drinking where they do the like oh you're gonna make me find out what's under the hood myself like all this shit i was just like standing there so, I like uh, that you're having like a close encounters of the third kind like vision where it's like this means something like I know what this is I need I need to find this place but you're like in a place you're like I've been here before that's what I'm saying like I, and you know like I Google Maps all through mm-hmm. the fucking streets all the time so I was like this and like it, I didn't recognize it as I came in it was only standing with the like the the framing from the movie where you could see the two buildings like on the angle like I mm-hmm. happened to like walk like right there and I was like oh yeah this is exactly where I am. That was really funny. So, Very cool. Yeah. Um, so then I came back this morning and, uh, oh, I ate In-N-Out. I ate a delicious In-N-Out burger. It oh, was you had the so one delicious burger that good. they've ever made. Cool. No. Well, I mean, I couldn't, get the, I couldn't get the chicken biscuit. What? Smorgasburg reminds me of, there's a thing like Time Out Market where they have like all over yeah. the world. And like, yep. it's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's just like a bunch of like local vendors that are all in a place. Yes. Like that like, Time Out Market, I think is like a permanent location. I think they might have some like pop-up. Like when I, when I went in, Lisbon they have just like a permanent thing that I think they might like rotate some people out every once in a while but like it's kind of like hey like try all of our local vendors and if you like something like go there and like you know support them but that's it, I mean the, this website looks crazy like all the food looks delicious yeah it was really really good it was a cool thing it was fun to do and like I said and I wound up being at fucking Fast and the Furious very cool yeah did you see any movies did you guys go to any movies recently or I know you're going to Barbenheimer next week or two weeks Barbenheimer weekend is coming up. We've been watching TV shows and stuff, but I can't remember because you made me do this at the end of the thing. So, <laughs> well, I want to. I want people because we're not going to do this for another three weeks. I'm just so. kidding. No, no I'm I just know. Kidding. I, but I do want people to email in family at cageclub.me and let us know what you think of this format. Like front loading the Fast and Furious, back loading other stuff. I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. What do you guys like better? We'll listen. Yeah. Since we last recorded, I saw Boy Genius, which, again, you didn't know who they were, but it's a super group. It's like three queer yes. women who just make sad music that I love, uh, that I am uh, not allowed to go to anymore, according to one woman You got on the banned. Yeah, one person on the internet said Joey is not, n- well, not specifically Joey, but just like... Don't tell her that I'm flying to the West Coast to see them twice more this summer, but I saw them with my friend Lily. Um, they were great. They were up in Queens, which I'm going back to tomorrow for another concert to see The Smile. Um, oh. Did I do anything else of note? No, oh, for for the first day of summer, our yoga studio did a hundred and eight sun salutations, which is like just a it took like eighty minutes, but it's like the same thing you do one hundred and eight times in a row, which was exhausting, but like 
in a good way, like mentally exhausting, but it was very cool. So um, that was fun. I'm still going to yoga basically every day, but that was a nice, like I doubled up that day. Super and it was, cool. It was nice. It was very cool. So shout out to that. And again, shout out to yoga. If you've not done yoga, just go do yoga or just, you know, move around however you want. Just get out there. But yoga's dope and you don't need to go do it. There's like so many things online. Like if you just want to like watch a YouTube video and just like do it on your fucking living room floor, you can do mm-hmm. that too. It's very accessible. Well, I've seen a bunch of movies in theaters. Again, Movie Pass, Grind, doing that thing. I saw The Flash, which I really, really liked. Um, I'm assuming you, if you've not been in the movies in the last couple of weeks, you probably haven't seen any of these, but The Flash is really good. I don't know why people are shitting. I I think it's in an impossible position where, like, Ezra Miller is problematic and they were canceled and they're, you know, having mental issues and whatever. And then, like, the DCEU is being flipped on its head and, like, people are tired of the multiverse and people are tired of superhero movies. But, like, it was really fun. So I really liked it. Shout out to The Flash. Um, I saw Elemental, the new Pixar movie, which was Was it good? It was okay. Okay. I was saying watch it, but don't you know pay to see it. It'll be on Disney. Yeah, Plus. watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. Then I, that night I saw the Blackening, which is sort of like a meta take. Yes. Yes. Which is I really really the... good. That's really it's really good? good. Yeah. Black Looks horror fun. movie. Watch that. Yeah. You know, in October for scary times. I'm sure for it'll sure. be out at some point there. Um, I saw Asteroid City. Oh, I did. I saw Asteroid City too. Okay. Yeah. Did you like it? I did see that. Yeah, I liked Asteroid City. Rachel seemed like she wasn't too hot on it, but I thought it was really. I mean, I thought it was great. The cast is great, and like it's a, it's a, it's the, it's a very Wes Andersy, Wes Anderson movie. What I liked about it, because his movies are kind of hit or miss for me. Like, I, there's none that I really don't like, but like, I have friends who would like the, everything he does. Like, it's it's their favorite thing, right? Like, I think like you know Mark, like Mark loves everything, but I think Mark's maybe favorite director is Wes. Like, he lo- like people like, I know that like I get along with and like have like a lot of similar tastes. Like, love him in a way that I usually don't. But what I loved about this one, what I thought was really nice about this one... Is it depressing? No, that he frames <laughs> it, like, he reminds you that it's all fake. That, like, yes. he really tackles the artifice, because, yeah. like, all of his stuff is so, like, particularly, like, like, manicured and, like, twee and specifically crafted. And it's like, yep. Yep. you are watching a play. These are actors in a play. We are watching the actors perform in a play. Here is scene one through three of act one, and just, like... I, that really worked for me because I'm just like, okay, cool. I really like, like this format too. This is really cool. Your shit is fake. Like, by design, like, is super incredibly fake. And it's like, hey, we remember that. Um, I, I, think, I think that framing device really, really worked for me in this movie. I think the actors fucking killed it too. Like, the performances yeah. were really, really good. And it's beautiful because it's Wes Anderson. So, like, everything's going to be perfectly placed and, like, goofy and silly and fun. Yeah. I'm like, I'm hit or miss on Jason Schwartzman you, sometimes. And like, I thought he was great in this, like as like the lead I here. I totally but... forgot and just saw a tweet today that was like, don't forget Jason Schwartzman is a Coppola. Just like uh, our girl, Sophia, not our girl. I don't know why we're not, we have no affiliation with her. We definitely never, have never talked about her movie on any podcast, but. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the movie Past Lies, which is a Korean movie, which is beautiful. Like, I don't know if it's gonna be nominated for best picture, but there's a chance that, you know, you might see that for. Cool. Uh, Oscars later. So No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence sex raunchy sex comedy, which is I pretty funny. Th- I heard that's I heard that's really bad. I think there's a better movie in there than the movie that it winds up being. I hated the audience I saw it with. I like I think there's st- I think she's really good in it. I don't think it's a great movie. I think there's funny parts in it. I would say again, check it out when it's free at some point. Again, this is why like movies are dying. So I'm just like, you know, see it when it's free. But, you know, it, it's fine. I like parts of it a lot. I think it's worth seeing, like it's when it's on Netflix I'm or Prime never gonna or something. Watch this movie. Yeah, but it's fine. Indiana Jones was really, really good. I think if you can, I've see heard that great things in yeah. theaters. 
I think that kind of like adventure sort of swashbuckling movie is going to play well on a big screen. Um, so I'd say see that in theaters if you can. The only other movie that I saw in theaters, which is not a new movie, believe it or not, I saw E.T. My movie theater did E.T. on the oh, big cool. screen. And it was super cool. And like it was a really crowded, like there was like, it was a big auditorium and like there's a lot of people there. And it was a $5 awesome. ticket. And I didn't even like movie pass. I'm just like, I'll just pay for this. And it was great. Like I hadn't seen that probably in like 15 years. And yeah, so like, I, I remember the last time I watched it was, yeah. Like just cultural osmosis. You remember a lot of things about it, but like, man, the last half hour of that movie, like when they're trying to get E.T. home, like it just, it's so goddamn, like it's obviously like Steven Spielberg is good at this stuff. Um, but like, it's amazing just to see it and like be able to see it like on the big screen for five bucks. I was like, this is super cool. Like that is know. awesome. It's not like one of my favorite movies, but I was just like, because I didn't grow up with it for whatever reason, but like I saw it, you know, in college we watched, sometime maybe. To be but... honest, we watched it like, I remember me and my cousins watch a ton of Short Circuit. Mm. And I always kind of like relate those two. I think they're very kind of similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we we watched a ton of Short Circuit. I don't remember anything about it. I remember a lot of E.T., but we watched way more Short Circuit. Yeah, but there's stuff like in E.T. where you're like, oh, pedaling the bike in front of the moon, the Reese's Pieces, the like dressing yep, in like yep. a girl's clothes or whatever. Like there's all these things that like, you're like, oh, I've seen that like everywhere, right? Either like whatever, yep. but it was great. Did I see anything important or of note at home? I've been rewatching the Scream movies because I never saw five or six. And so I've watched the first four again. Like I should seen them all, but like one is obviously. You know what we did watch? We watched um we watched a, uh, like a past couple of the new Halloweens, not the newest one. Like, not Halloween Dies, but we watched, like... Oh, Halloween and Halloween Kills? Yes. Do you like those? We... Yeah. I like all Halloween movies. They're fun. Halloween Ends is pretty good. I think the... Ends. It... Ha- Halloween Ends, yeah. Yeah, I think they're... The new trilogy we is haven't, pretty... We haven't done that one yet. I like some of the older ones better, but they're they're so much better than the Rob Zombie ones, but... Yeah. I think they're good. I think they're overall pretty fun, like... And I think when I rewatched the first two because i've seen the first two in that trilogy twice and i saw the new one once and i liked each of the first two more the second time i've seen the first one like a bajillion times but yeah oh so scream the first scream is perfect you know for what it is and scream four i really really like a lot like that's my second favorite so far like two is pretty good people love two i don't think two is as good as people's like i, th- I think it's good but i don't think three we is... watch all the screams too i think actually we watched the newest scream recently too. i'm watching five tonight which I've never seen. And then I'm going to watch six. Six comes out on Blu-ray next week or today as this comes out of the main feed. Um, but Best Buy is Best Buy just like ships things to me early because like they, they yeah. can't time things. Um, so I'll probably get that on Saturday. I'll watch it over the weekend. But I'm, I'm, I have Ooh. not seen five or six. So I want to rewatch all these and I just like didn't get around to it. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I've heard really good things about the new ones and I think They're four fun. is great. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. I don't think I've really gone. I mean, I've got a trip coming up, which we'll talk about when I'm back from the trip. Cool. We'll get lots of episodes coming up, but yeah. It's also just hot. It's hot. It's hot. I'm hot. hot. But I think that's it. Anything else of note to share before we end the episode? No, I liked all the emails. I'm glad everybody wrote in. It was good hearing from all of you guys. Mm-hmm. It really was. Made me happy. Thank you. Thank you all so much. If you want to write in, family at cageclub.me. We'll read it in three weeks. Between now and then, we've got Fast and Furious, number four, the reboot. Coming up next week. Then we got a bonus episode of Snakes on a Plane. Then we got Terminator 2 Judgment Day on the main feed. We got a bonus episode of Shame, which is off theme, but Brian wants to talk about Shame with Joe, so we're, you know, humoring him. And then we got the also, also I, we, we just need to make sure that you know that Michael Moser did not pick Snakes on a Plane. Oh, yeah, he definitely didn't pick Snakes on a Plane. Um, 
and we're definitely never going to do icons, icons on, on Earth. Earth. Exactly. And all those people are alive. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting us. For those of you who do on TooFast2Forever.com, our Patreon. And again, email in at family at cageclub.me. Also, follow us on Threads, baby. It's so cool over there. I'm never, I'm never starting at Threads. So like. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. Threads. <laughs> Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. And come back next week for Fast and Furious. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again on Threads. Threads.